Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, Season 4. We are three to four guys with perfect opinions about movies, TV, and pop culture. This is episode two of our three-part Verhoeven rock block. We are in the middle of an all Verhoeven August, well, mostly Verhoeven August. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording back at home in North Koreatown, Los Angeles, and I have a predictable panel for you. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland. He's going to drill you, sucker. He's going to grind you up. It's Anthony Lopez. Hey, Alex. Just having one of those days. You ever have those days when you wake up and you look in the mirror at your 6'2", 300 pounds of pure muscle body <laughs> thinking about how you look like you're curved out of a, you know, a marble statue that look like yeah. a Greek god. You look over at your smoke show wife and think, man, I just wish I was somebody else for a little <laughs> bit, you know? You ever have those days? Dude, tell me about it. This is, I do this several times a day. Every time I walk <laughs> by, when my phone goes black, I see my chiseled body and I feel the same way. Yeah, I just, you know, I think about you know, being born in Austria, coming over to the space future, and just being unhappy for some reason, you know? Look, dude, if we're going to get down on someone for like, oh, you are you should be happier, I feel like, I don't know, there's a pot kettle situation. I don't want to be part of that. You have it pretty good. You're already, you're basically carved out of someone who was carved out of uh, a statue, right? So it's like they took I the statue like and carved out it and carved medium, you from that. I'm carved out of medium firm tofu, and I, but still I feel like yeah. I should be happier. That's fairly firm. You could extract more water. Yeah, I feel like I'm made out of pool floaty toys sometimes, <laughs> you know? Like somebody just arranged a bunch of them and carved out me. Yeah, a little awkward. I like that. Also joining us today, he's at Hunbun on Letterboxd. From the woods of Arkansas, he's got three boobs, but you're doing pretty good with your two hands. It's Hunter Donaldson. Ah, oh, am I doing it? Was that your Arnold impression? Am I getting it? How am I doing? Am I doing? Here, wait, I can do it. My, it's so good. My Arnold. Here, listen to it. I'm going to do it again. That's good, right? That's pretty good. He does does a a a get down early in the movie. Yep, yep, pretty good. Get me a, uh, consider this a divorce in that line reading, if you don't mind. <laughs> consider this a divorce. Very Perfect. good, very good. You definitely didn't bail out on that Really good at it. No, um, I'm very, I'm very good at it. Also Here, wait, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Hello. <laughs> See you at the party. Wow. Ugh. Oh, this is rough. Um, all right. And then lastly, joining us to round of the panel today, he'll blow this whole place up and be home in time for corn pl- flakes. I fucked up the words, but you get it. In Northern California, it says Fox. Um, see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> what time <laughs> does he eat cornflakes? That's my main question. Well, it's, yeah, that you know, was a bad time. So time oh, is right. different, right? Oh, Morning. right. Isn't it? It's like a 23-hour day, so they probably eat yeah. cornflakes at a totally different time. No, but it is bizarre that that line is not foreshadowed in any way. Like, that that is just... Hey, like we never talk about cornflakes before or since. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it seems like a snippy thing that would yeah. be like, you know, seeded at some point earlier in the movie. But right, we no. just saw that he we just see him just like cr- just cramming, just housing a whole box I of mean, cornflakes. You're like, like you're making wow, it sound ridiculous. Like, like yeah. it would be ridiculous if that was it. But really, though, it does completely come out of nowhere and yeah. really distract from the scene. Well, this is one of those things where it's like that's not a saying now. But in 2084, everyone says, I'll do that and be home in time. Uh, to eat you, know what, 
I think Verhoeven just like wasn't sure what tie-ins he was going to have for the movie. So he's like, you know what? We let's just have a serial line in there just in case we want to do like total brand, total recall, cornflakes. Yeah, no. Total brand, I, total recall. I, or I what if cornflakes they accidentally had like they put the wrong ingredients in it uh, and they were like, oh, total recall of cornflakes. Uh, I, I think you guys are kind of um misinterpreting Paul Verhoeven the way his mind works. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's less about like Oh, what branding we can get, and more about like what do these disgusting American pigs eat for breakfast? <laughs> They're dinner. fucking boxed cornflakes. <laughs> right, that's what I'm gonna have my villain eat. He's He'll going eat to those eat flakes of corn. It's disgusting. There's like a disgusting American <laughs> pig. Oh, I didn't know he was French. Is the... he French? No, he's, uh, he's Russian. Du- yeah, he's, I thought he's uh, he's Dutch. Yeah, I was doing a, a Russian. Yeah. I was you just guys, trying to go guys, along. But I just all of our accents fucking... are coming from the same place. The accent work. Yeah, it makes sense yes. in in the in you know the late like a hundred years from now. It all makes sense, basically. Exactly right. They yeah. all it's all kind way. of merged and changed. Yeah, yeah. These, this sounded like bad accents. These are future accents. You have to yeah. understand. Yeah, this um, is a good. This is a good one. Dude, if you like somebody accents. who's good at accents is like would just be so furious with us right now um before we get into the rest of this movie though we have a couple of things to do first i want to thank our meat buddies uh all of our fabulous and loyal meat buddies who support the show each week i sit down to watch a movie that we've decided and i think i can't possibly watch another movie i'm just i've had i've had all the movies i'm full of movies and then i look at our patreon campaign and i'm like well i don't want to give these people their money back so i carry on so mm. if you want that's it's the only way if you want to join them and help keep me limping through movies uh you can go to metreon.com and uh, we really appreciate everyone who supports the show yeah, you you complaining yeah. about watching movies is very much uh th- that's not <laughs> not gonna elicit this is a lot the of arnold i'm too hot i want to go yeah. to mars of our podcast <laughs> too <Yeah>. hot for <laughs> earth <laughs> i have to say alex every week you make the pitch sound more and more appealing i don't know how more really people don't in. sign up yeah, you're really fine tuning it. I think. Uh, seriously, I am. Uh, I am the Billy Mays of podcast pitches. Yeah. I'm so good at this. Everybody wants one. Um, okay, so the other thing we got to do. Oh, hey, let's. It's time for segment one: the news, um, or it's really should mostly be called old news because um, I, I just keep figuring out I want to talk about something a little too late. But there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, I just want to get you guys' temperature on the story that uh, everybody was making fun of last week which is uh, Scarlett Johansson sues Disney. So uh, as you guys are well well aware, uh, ScarJo uh, is the Black Widow. <laughs> Was the Black Widow? I can't remember who's alive and who's dead in this universe. Um, but she uh, is starring in this new Marvel movie long after all of the other good ones are over. They gave her one, and then and Disney agreed to pay her in box office receipts, and then, haha, just kidding, no box office. So she is suing for... Wait, is that the story? I thought the story was Disney Plus release was screwed. Yeah, that's with what the, I mean. There's yeah. no box office because she moved it to Disney Plus. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. so she... Uh, yeah, she's getting paid in box office, and then as a fun little bit of trickery, they sent it straight to Disney Plus, so there's no box office for her. Yeah, I mean, it is um, not a good look for the new guy of Disney uh, who's stepping in after Bob Iger stepping down, who is a notorious kind of penny pincher and sort of wants the days of the, you know, 20 million paycheck dollar paychecks for actors to be over. Um, But I think that this is actually a fairly important lawsuit. I'll be very interested to see how it goes. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, they, I think I'm that, so like, glad to hear you say it that way because I feel like this was the reason I brought this up is because I felt like the day this was announced, Twitter was just, just a wash with a sea of screw this rich lady. She doesn't deserve anything takes like the I main mean, I, take was that, but, Scar- that it was just people ripping on Scarlett Johansson. And I was just shocked that the internet was like, oh, in a dispute over labor, I'm always going to side with yeah. Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I kind of feel like, again, you sort of criticize like uh, our feeds a lot. about. I, I wasn't seeing a lot of people oh, you going were? like, yeah, I hope Disney gets to keep more well, of their you have to remember. I mean, Alex is on Republican Twitter. So I'm, like, that no, is this, yeah, that. it's funny. This was yeah. like, I, you're on like, Signal, right? Yeah. You're, <laughs> I mean, on your Telegram account, it's really bad. It wasn't um, anyone. It was nobody said Disney, but everyone was just like, oh, pfft. Oh, poor baby. Oh, I'm sorry. You only got $42 million or whatever. It was just like a lot of people making fun of her for being too rich. And it's my lefty Twitter that got me in trouble. They were like mad at her. And then not, but it seemed like not one of them figured out the other side was. Well, I think the problem is that with Scojo in particular, um, it's like a kind of a knee jerk reaction because it's like, you know, we've kind of had the last few years of like, Scarlett Johansson, why can't I play an Asian woman? Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Woody Allen, Woody Allen's a great guy. I love him. Uh, right. Scarlett Johansson, I'm going to play a trans man. Right. Um, okay. So all of those so are like, fair criticisms. Yeah. And I think you know, Colin Johansson married Colin Jost, the worst okay. thing she has ever done in the ever. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the one that's said. the most upsetting. You're that right. That is definitely <laughs> the most upsetting. So I think that there's a bit of a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, uh, just around her because she uh, really loves to say pretty tone deaf, uh, wild things. But I think that like, uh, you know, like Hollywood paychecks factors have definitely uh, been a thing, especially sort of our generation growing up. Like, I don't I mean, you guys, I'm sure we all remember like the beginning of like the 20 million dollar paycheck. Right. When Jim Carrey started getting like 20 million dollars a movie. And that was like a very big thing for a while. And that certainly been on the receding end over the past few years but i still think like if you are a part of a billion dollar franchise and make so much money for it and like especially something like the mcu which you know for all reports kevin feige is very very upset that disney is fucking with his stars because he wants to have a situation where he can have this giant cast of amazing actors and they can trust him and be willing to come back. Um, I think that, yeah, these movies make a ton of money, and that profit sharing should be split uh, among the people who the movies are made on the backs of. You and know? It, Not it, just... I feel like even even though she's already seen a lot of success, it still takes yeah. a lot of heart to sue the company that owns the entire state of California. Like, yeah. they And they've already canceled other movies she was supposed to be in. Like, they canceled her Tower of Terror reboot or a remake or whatever it is in retaliation for this lawsuit. Like this is going to hurt her, but yeah. this is, a, she's one of many people who were in movie deals that were based on theatrical releases. And then they're not getting real theatrical releases. Yeah. yeah and you or look at getting, like yeah, what Warner's from. did, right. With like uh, giving a huge payday to Patty Jenkins and um, what's Wonder Woman's name. The actress. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. gave them huge paydays specifically to avoid like to compensate this for issue. it right yeah, yeah yeah and when when you see that happening right like that at least is like if anything they actually like i think 
I think Wonder Woman 84 would have fucking tanked at the box office because it had really bad word of mouth. So yeah. they probably made a better payday off that than they would have uh, if it had gone a normal theatrical release. Yeah, there's a separate question here, which is, would d- did putting this on Disney Plus actually hurt the box office or was it the fact that people didn't want to get delta variant well i think like, it's both right i think that like that, do you think do you think there's a lot of people who are wanted to see this were, were willing to pay for it but then didn't because well, I mean, they could see it at home at, well so with with this movie in particular right so this is the only time that disney has released um disney plus what premium access numbers right they never revealed their numbers, but they did for Black Widow because they wanted to hype up the opening weekend. Mm. Right? So they, they straight up said it made $30 million on Disney Premium opening weekend, right? Oh, so okay, right. If, Which is their number that's like, we think. We yeah, are well, we have decided. Based on two seconds of stream, whatever, that's that's $9 well, to us or whatever. I, I, I just want to interject real quick here. I'm pretty sure you have to pay for the movie outright. Yes. Oh, sure. this is one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Okay. That's that's real money. This was premium access, so you pay thirty dollars and you get to watch it on Disney Plus. Thirty dollars? So Are you serious? That's <laughs> yeah. the price. But you can see yeah. as many. You can cram as many people on that couch as possible. Yeah, I so. mean the, the thing no, is, like, this is like when you can bring. It's like thirty dollars a vehicle to get into the water park. Wow, so you got seventy people shoved in the back of a minivan. Well, yeah. no, I mean like that's if really you have... outrageous because then it's like, what if you don't have like friends? Yeah, like, well, you're just or you don't want. Put thirty people in your couch because well, they don't want to get Delta variants. I think you you're kind of missing the the appeal of that. If especially I think Ez gets it. Like if you're a family, if you yes. have three kids, yeah. it is cheaper to pay the the uh, premium plus access and watch it at home than it is to go to the theater. Bye. So oh, what about I mean, so like creepy dudes virgin. just at home by themselves? We're just we're just going to ignore that demographic. Like I feel no, like I, no, no, we're, not we're going to charge no. them thirty dollars <laughs> yeah. to be creepy guys at home. Listen, alone. creep. Listen, it's, <laughs> listen, yeah, creep. It's you need creep to fee. give me thirty dollars. I don't know. I also I think like if you, I mean, if you look at like, do you guys remember like uh, two years ago? I mean, right before sort of COVID, there was like a lot of stories I don't remember about how COVID. Okay, how I, rich people watch movies like the um, no. God, I forget what the name of this technology was, but it used to be. If you wanted to watch a movie that was in theaters at home, you had to install this two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar computer to get the movies, and then pay five thousand dollars per movie to be able to watch it. And that's like what the rich people used to do. Really? Yeah. And now it's thirty bucks to watch it streaming on Disney. Dude, Plus, right? yeah, being rich doesn't get you what it used to. Um, that's who's really mad here is the rich people who bought that two hundred fifty thousand dollar computer, and now just Ezra's family is caught up to them. Yeah, it's pretty wild how much it's it's changed. But I mean, so you do have this pretty interesting thing with the because I, I I'm a nerd who like follows box office numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really into this. I'm glad I picked back this story. Post COVID, I've been really interested, and it's a shame because they're right about to go into the trash again as mask mandates come back. As the Delta, like theaters aren't going to be open for that much longer. It's actually pretty crazy that a lot of the movies I wanted to see last year are probably going to get postponed even further uh like sony has already moved most of their movies out of the summer uh that's been pretty fun but uh the thing (laughs) with the box office story for the last since you know theaters started opening is that uh, a few movies have had very strong opening weekends and then massive drop-offs the second weekend right so like black widow did really good opening weekend for covid you know COVID times, but had this really massive drop off. 
and they stopped releasing the premium plus numbers, right? So it is interesting to sort of see like how they can justify, especially when they have people are paying money to Disney to see Black Widow on, you know, but they're not yeah. going to split split that money with the cast. Right, but they don't have group. to, yeah, yeah. And, and it's better for Disney because they don't have to give any of that money to the actors. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's just Hollywood has been. It's such a mess, man. Finding ways to under... I mean, the whole point of, you know, like, Quibi was to get around unions and be able yeah. to pay people less, right? Yeah, So exactly. there's been this drive to do that for a long time, and it's it's a real shame. Especially it's not a good look with... Uh, what is the new guys who is um, Bob Iger's replacement? Like, Bob Iger wasn't, you know, necessarily the greatest guy or the greatest leadership leader of Bob all time. Bob Yes, Bob Chappick. But Man, so, like, Bob Iger. Bob's? Yeah, he. Bob's yeah, this down. is a classic Disney Bob yeah. trilogy. But Bob <laughs> Iger has been, you know, the head of Disney for, you know, 15, 20 years and was able to build up these massive brands, really sort of stay out of controversy. And then the new guy immediately gets in a lawsuit with one of the biggest throws that it's going to, like, change Hollywood forever, one way or another, depending how it goes. It's it's fucking wild. So, so you're so you're suggesting that this isn't actually Scarlett Johansson sticking up for actors. You think this is just a mild hazing ritual <laughs> of, of, of the Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got yeah. a new Bob, you guys. Let's put him through some hell. Um, okay, one other quick thing I want to talk about. This actually, um, the Emmy nominations came out a couple weeks ago, um, and I normally don't care super much about the Emmys, but one of the things that happened at the Emmys this year and I've seen like more people writing about it recently, is so Ted Lasso got 20 nominations this mm-hmm. year, and it's good, and it deserves most of them. Um, but I guess I wanted to check your temperatures, because you guys, I believe we've all talked about Ted Lasso at some point. Um, I I really hate to be a hipster about things. You can just not. You can just stop now. No, no, but you have to hear me out. Uh, do um, I? Do you, sometimes when people all like something so much it's hard for me not to have it hurt my opinion of it and no no listen listen hunter it's not just it's not that it's not just i like ted lasso when it was just an ad for soccer on fox yes listen please please, i I know how bad this sounds but you could just stop anytime no no but it's like there was like a cnn article last week that was like joe biden is the ted lasso of presidents and i was like you're ruining it that's ruining it for me that's that's (laughs) what i mean it's not just people liking it it's the it's the think pieces uh, like blank is the ted lasso of blank is just making me so angry and it's so lame that it's like oh you writing about this thing makes it less fun for me and i, sh- yeah. I shouldn't let it but that one yeah. really oh that crushed me well i mean that is just you know fucking see liberals, i knew you if you right? just it's let just... me get to the end i knew i would have you with that uh, part well no that like right there is like why why america has a failing nation right there. like that kind <laughs> really? of thing. i knew i knew it um, it's fucking why but can why, you he, can you see that article and not have it like bleed a little bit into the joy that was watching ted lasso no because i already hate the sort of intellectual uh journalist class of america they're already out of touch <laughs> stupid neoliberals who don't know what the fuck they're talking well, you, about you get all of your information evil. straight uh, from the one america news network no no i mean i'm i'm, I'm trying to do this thing a, where i turn the thing that you say about me as a thing i say about you and we'll see who wins 
No, no. I mean, I get all my news off, you know, Perlo and Telegram, like good Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I mean, like, it is just like, you you have to realize that like, anything that is good, um, you know, I mean, the you, you saw a lot of this, you know, with like, um, you know, this is kind of a roundabout thing, but like, you know, everything going on with Andrew Como right now, uh-huh. the way this entire <laughs> class of people a year ago, even though he sucked a year ago. Uh, even though he had, you know, a sh- bunch of shitty policies and has been yeah. essentially uh, a conservative running under, uh, you know, you know democratic this, you're, gonna say just, you're talking but, about the Cuomosexuals. Yes, exactly. But it's like this whole that <laughs> class of people that those people who were just like, uh, he's anti-Trump and he isn't. Wait a second. A Are you saying well. right now on this podcast that you think Cuomosexuality is a choice? Uh, I think homosexuality is a disease of mind <laughs> rot uh, that happens uh, when you hang out uh, with too many uh, rich, out-of-touch neoliberals in major metropolis cities. Look, dude, everybody um, else was doing worse at COVID at the time. I can see why I have, and the president was bad, so I see yeah. why having somebody on TV giving actual press conferences helped a little bit. Um, also, Anthony, on that like explanation, there are a whole bunch of things you could change. So if we just make the the rich neoliberal out of touch people hang out outside of major metropolitan cities, would that fix it? Uh, no, they yeah, would I mean, just they, ruin it. They would rather take cyanide pen- pen- pills than ever leave <laughs> no, a major city. They yeah, they they, they right. uh, they're too but so, so okay, so the, well, you, you brought the Cuomo thing up to mention something about Ted Lasso. Oh well, I was just getting at like. Shitty people are going to ruin anything. And what you have to do is... And so this is not me. I'm not saying I'm better because I knew it earlier. It's Mm. that... I I, I would say another another thing for this would be Rick and Morty. Like, I don't Mm. feel like I was cool when I liked Rick and Morty. But when I saw the way the internet was embracing Rick and Morty, it made me feel like, oh, I must be wrong if you also like this. Because you are a monster. Yeah, I mean, Rick and Morty is another very good example on the other side of um a lot of the same culture but i don't know i just don't think you can you can judge a piece by the fact that it like really resonates uh with other people i think it says more about the sort of sad state of uh modern lives that people need to project so much of themselves on intellectual property they don't own sure uh, rather than saying anything about the products themselves right um okay that's a good thing to think about i think it's also possible that ted lasso is just like the joe biden of television too i was drinking (laughs) coffee and i almost spit it out when you said that i was ready for a spit take and i was like no i actually want this coffee so i held it in but that was very funny you choke it back you just like catch it with your hands and drink it off again it's it's like when you (laughs) it's like when you try to hold in a sneeze i I held in a spit take just then it just goes out of your ears yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, what a... do you think is the differential between how much you love Joe Biden and how much you love Ted Lasso? <laughs> Would it be like almost the same? I mean, like you I've know, seen, I've had seen people saying that they are the Ted Lasso of something else, and I just—it's like that's I don't Lasso know. I would just, never well, say it. And yes, of course he would not. I, that's exactly like no, you, it doesn't you really make sense because it's not like Joe Biden went to some other country right, and exactly. became president of that country. Yeah, exactly. so I feel like they need and, to think about it a little more. What really annoys me about that is like, especially if you watch the most recent season of Ted Lasso, a big part of it is that Ted is actually a very, very 
damaged person who is covering up for that yeah. with this overbearing personality to avoid yeah. his own comfortness. So if you're saying, I am the Ted Lasso, you're saying, I am a broken person yeah, who doesn't am, know how to deal with real emotions and overwhelms everyone with I optimism. I am full of rage no, about so take it back. Yeah, yeah it's... it's <laughs> It no, is like you say it, I'm the Ted Lasso of this podcast yeah, for sure. It, it's another one of those things where, where people say, that and it's like you're not, you're not thinking about what you're saying. Like the character Let's, is more than the the guy who just brings biscuits, right? There's right, and it's not like and also Joe, if if you were yeah. misunderstanding, it was because like, well, Joe Biden did give everyone a biscuit. I'd be like, well, I get yeah. that. I see how you made that yeah. comparison. And but it, it was, was my, there's no. Well, wait, did you not use your seamless check exclusively for biscuits? Oh, was this a biscuit stimmy? That was a biscuit oh. check. Maybe if up. the infrastructure was like butter, if part of the like this is our infrastructure bill it's is like we're gonna butter, much yeah. more government butter. Hmm. Um, all right, we need to move on. We've got a really fun homework to do, so yeah. let's jump into that. Really? What were we gonna say, Anthony? Really? What? Uh, just I really I am, but truly though, I am the Roy Kent of. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I swear a lot. I'm very angry. Yeah, um, and you'll go down on me while I watch my favorite things on a movie. Oh, uh, my always. My <laughs> Wait, um, specifically while while a video of you crying. Yeah, right? watch a video yeah, of you crying. Yeah. Yes, that uh, that was a yeah. lot for me. I'll be honest. All right, so let's get into our homework though. We don't have time for this. Um, it uh, this week's homework is the 1990 sci-fi action flick Total Recall, starring uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rachel Ticotone, Ticktonin, Ticotin. Tickerton, uh, Sharon Stone, Ronnie Cox, and old Michael Ironside. Um, it's directed, of course, by Paul Verhoeven, because that is our month. Our, our theme right now is Paul Verhoeven movies. Um, and it was also written by four people, <laughs> written by Ronald, Dan, Gary, and John all together. Um, yeah. And like most movies that aren't based on Stephen King short stories, this one is based on a Philip K. Dick short story. But like most <laughs> movies based off a Philip K. Dick story... It has nothing to do. Very little to do with the original story. 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 I mean, the Philip K. Dick um, trust, like whoever owns the rights to a story, has the the sweetest gig. (laughs) The Dick trust, of course. Every three years, someone comes to them and is like, we want you to take the barest premise of the story (laughs) and make a movie out of it. Can I give you half a million dollars for that? Yeah, yeah. We'd like like, to buy the idea of memories. Can we use those? That's actually such a good play, though. He must have known where he's just like, let me do... A little bit about every single possible every time yeah, 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 we yeah. think of. Yeah, he, like it's the like he was the is a content farm of the olden days of just yeah. like just uh, anything somebody might search for. He's written an article about it. Yeah, I mean it's wild how many um, Philip. I was going over this with my wife last night. We were looking at Philip K. Dick movies. There's so many and so and like none of them have you know between Total Recall, Blade Runner, Adjustment Bureau, like Scanner Darkly is probably the closest adaptation minority report like yeah. none of these uh, have anything paycheck. to do with it yeah don't paycheck, forget paycheck yeah. <laughs> jesus i mean none of it's it's crazy how often his movie movies are adapted from his work that just have also nothing the to do with uh, the 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 adjustment bureau yeah, i said, said that one. yeah yeah, oh, you said that, that one? one. Uh, Man in the High Castle. Yep. Don't Man forget the Adjustment Bureau also. Yes. Oh, did Paycheck? Have we did said Paycheck do, yet? Did we do Screamers? So we talking about Screamers? <laughs> screamers. Yeah, that's one. Bureau. 
Yeah, um, I wonder. Do you think John? Oh, do, wait, did, did we talk did about? Docu- did we talk about Total Recall 2012? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's one. Uh, are, what did documentaries about Philip K. Dick oh, count? I'm. Is right. that? Um, do, okay. you, do you think John Woo actually read the story Paycheck before he made that movie? That's I, a I Woo doubt. movie? Yes, that's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the movies. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, well, also, let's... wait, so, side note. He was uh, in high school with Ursula Le Guin, apparently. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Wait, who is? Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Oh, what Not, a fun friendship. Possibly John Woo, but it doesn't say here. On <laughs> it was unclear. Um, okay. Um, so let me summarize it in case you have not seen Total Recall. And it is confusing because Gar- Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California during a recall. Um, and we're, so you'd think it's about that, and it's not. Um, although, if you are in California, this is a good time to vote in the recall. We just got our ballots, well, and uh, boy, is this a bad way to pick leaders. Oh, my God. Isn't you guys. It, isn't it kind of like the way... I mean, we'll talk about this a lot next week, but... The way Starship Troopers is like the greatest movie about 9-11 and the Iraq war ever made, even though it came out in 1997. Uh, <laughs> so this is the be- it, this is the movie about that thing that happened before it. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven just has like this this sense, you know, Total Recall wow. is about the governor's race for yeah, sure. You that's know, such a good just, point. He 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 sees he sees through the veil of time, you know. So here's the crazy thing about the recalls in California. They're like, first of all, it's not hard. You can like recall with not that many votes, um, and so uh, it happens more than it should. But then, so the way it works is, if if the current governor doesn't get like whatever fifty percent to stay governor, then the next the person who got the most votes in the recall gets it. So it's like, oh, if the current governor doesn't get fifty percent, we're gonna make the governor this person who got twenty one percent of the vote. Like, it is an insane way to let somebody be governor. <laughs> Why is that how we do that? Anyway, um, so please vote. Uh, it's crazy. Um, Sorry. It's, you know, uh, I would say probably you probably don't want any of the people on the list of uh, other potential governors. So probably. Yeah, there's this weird high stakes gamble where um, the Democratic Party was like, let we don't want to put anyone else there because then people of ours, because then people might vote for the recall to vote for their Democratic person. You can do both though. But so they yeah. didn't put anyone there. And yeah, so it's, it's like, it's your only choice is current governor or this guy who brings a bear to all of his campaign events or a Jenner or, you know, like. Is that Larry, people, Larry Elder? Is that who you're talking about with the bear? Is he the one who brings the bear? I don't, Alex, know. I don't know. There's I like haven't really been... like, it's literally like a conservative talk radio person. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. That's not the bear gone. guy, but there is a guy who like rented a grizzly bear from a circus and would just put it in a small Ooh. pen in a parking lot out front of his events, to try to get people to come hear that him talk. Good, like why not? It was crazy. Um, but Alex, I haven't really been following. Which one of them is running on the uh, blue sky on Mo's platform again? <laughs> Which yeah, one the, is it? If one of them was into terraforming Mars, we'd have a very different con- con- uh, um, conversation, I think. Also, I mean, if one of them had Guado in their stomach, I, I would vote for that guy. You know? <laughs> don't know they don't have Guado in their stomach. Uh, don't, I don't, I'm not checking actually, anyone's stomach. But. I know one of them probably does. So one of them actually uh, running for the recall is my friend Daniel, uh, who uh, ran in the like OG one that, that, got the, uh, that got Arnold elected as well. Wait, and Some, so is, is he good? I mean, because I'm not, not voting to recall the governor. He, that seems like not the, how well, democracy should work. Well, no, hold hold up, hold up. What's his platform? 
Yeah. Um, Guys, can we please get back to the goddamn we, movie? We, we should, we I talk really about can't talk about this, California governance stuff. The, the only thing is, it's just important, and I would just I'm sorry like, I so made the up. joke. Okay, so moving on. So let me, for those of you who have not actually seen this movie, it's not about that. Here's what it is about in my patented 14 sentence summary. Okay, what? it's very complicated. No, you have okay. like 12 patents pending currently, and <laughs> turns really out you can just submit them. It's out. only like yeah. a $40 fee. Okay, so uh, here is the 1990 film Total Recall It's the Future, and humans have colonized Mars, and as we can all assume, is probably what's actually going to happen. It's run by bad people. But back on Earth, Douglas Quaid is just a normal construction worker slash fitness model whose job is to jackhammer right next to an excavator with a bigger jackhammer. So uh, it's clearly very important work that we're doing in the future. But he dreams of more. He dreams of someday going to Mars and running around with a slim athletic brunette who is trashy but demure, hey, being a spy. Sleazy brunette. Sorry, sleazy, sleazy but demure. Um, being a spy and saving the day with special guest appearances from aliens. He can't afford to do that, though. But what he can afford is this new technology where doctors give you an, uh, a shot in the neck and then you wake up with the memory of having done some cool shit. So he buys the package that allows him to have a memory of going to Mars, running around with a slim, athletic brunette who is sleazy but demure and being a spy and saving the day with a special guest appearance from aliens. He buys that package. They just happen to have that. What a great cool. deal. Um, but then he kind of wakes up and it's like things are not going great. And then a bunch of sh thugs show up and try to kill him. So he kills them. And then he runs back to his wife. And then she tries to kill him. And so now he's like, oh, great. I, I can sleep with that brunette that I wanted with impunity. Um, I'm just going to go to Mars. And just then a mysterious stranger shows up and shows him a video of himself from the past saying, yep. You're a Mars spy, and the only hope for the rebels on Mars to wait, go wait, there wait. now. What does he say? What does he He's say, like, though? You're you're a Mars spy. No, I don't know. What does he say? Oh, I don't remember what he actually said. What does he oh, actually okay. say? Okay, I'm, I'm trying to prompt you to say that get your ass to Mars. Oh, yeah, okay. he says get your ass to Mars, of course. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> get um. your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes to Mars where he meets this brunette kind of the brunette of his dreams and together they fight more thugs but they're in martian thugs now and then his wife and a doctor show up and they're like psych you're in your own memories we created isn't that weird but then it's actually a double reverse and he's not in his memories probably yeah. so he murders the doctor and his wife and then runs back to the rebels who now they trust him so they're like hey you can meet up great news we, we've set you up with a meeting with our super mysterious rebel leader that no one has ever seen before and it's probably good they haven't seen him because that leader turns out to be a baby who lives in another man's stomach. And and um, that's uh, how he remains so mysterious is you I mean, just, just close just the jacket. Just for the record, in is different than on, right? It's, it's like on the stomach. On the, the stomach. looks like he's exploding out of. He's yeah. in on. He's part of the stomach. Well, yeah, look, I mean, I yeah, but definitely this. goes into the stomach when he's not out, right? No, he's, all the way he's, in? Yeah, I mean, he's like a conjoined twin slash mutant, right? Who, like, which, he which clearly implies... doesn't have Quado when they see him. And then when he opens his shirt, like, Quado's, like, climbs out of him. Well, wait, like, so, oh. wait, does he, Quado, leave him? Or does Quado... No, I don't think he can leave. Because no, if he can't no, leave, he can, like, that other guy has, like, a day like, job, which makes it seem like Quado just spends eight hours a day in a sweaty jacket. Oh, more way less. more than that. Yeah, but <laughs> oh. he's also, you know... uh doing psychic stuff look uh rebel leaders don't have a luxury of a lot of good stuff you should see 
where fucking Che Guevara spent most of his yeah. days. All right, yeah. it's basically <laughs> the same thing. Leaders can be rebel choosers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everything seems like it's going well, but then just then the thugs show up and they kill Stomach Baby, and they're like, "Ha, just kidding! Actually, you're a bad guy, and we replaced your memories with fake good guy memories, and then had them implant fake." memories of mars so it's a triple reverse and that makes you the perfect mole so you could lead us directly to stomach baby man great work let's go have a party to celebrate and also kill a bunch of citizens and also, wait, pause big reveal that guy they say he had five kids to feed didn't oh yeah only four um yeah. or maybe yeah, zero 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 yeah. well yeah the cab driver who did I mean, a lot of fucking yeah. collaborators am i right <laughs> selling out your own kind just to talk about stuff that's upsetting yeah uh, that's so, always one of the most upsetting things like when, you're when mutant you find... yourself how can you sell out your other mutants i don't ah. i mean i'm sure mutants don't like to be called that anyway um the point is arnold at this point though has had his memory so thoroughly banged that he is like even though there's a video of me saying that I'm going to stick with being a good guy. And so I'm going to do what stomach baby told me to do, which is to put my hand on this big alien button. And it turns out you press the alien button. Boom. It terraforms Mars. It changes the atmosphere. It uh, completely. And I'm sure that in addition to being great for breathing, there are no long-term consequences to that kind of atmospheric change instantaneously. So well, everything I mean, is going to be great. Hey, if your face can go back to normal after what yeah. the fuck happens to their face, You'll yeah. be fine with the atmosphere. It's I mean, like that... when you when you look at the Ark of the Covenant, but only halfway, and then it goes back. Yeah, the the idea that they just got up at the end after having their face exploded and weren't at least like, I need some tea to soothe my throat. My throat kind of hurts. <laughs> Do you have any fine. eye drops? Yeah, they uh, were just so chill or about just it. Like eye pushers, just like yeah. it's I I stuffers in. And then <laughs> what's what's the last thing that happens, Alex? How does the movie end? How does the movie end, Alex? Um, I don't remember. Does that it, was okay. not the end? So they, it, no, I've, so they, they're on Moe's, blue skies on Moe's, right? And then what happens? It fades he kiss, he to white. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Think about that shit. So, Alex. It fades to white? So, Alex, I have a question for you. Yeah, please. Did this movie happen? <laughs> I mean, it, who gives it, a shit? No, right? this is the reveal. You can't Alex. possibly care. You, you don't know this, Alex, but you never saw the movie. Hunter, <laughs> Anthony, and myself implanted the memories of the movie in your brain directly. Oh man, why the didn't movie you plant not me exist. seeing it on a bigger screen instead of on Alex, my laptop on an airplane? Believable. You begged but, I mean, us to implant is... the memory of a film where <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger says, "Get your ass to Mars," and we <laughs> did it. Give a shit because that's like the fun of Philip K. Dick stories and kind of like what they were trying to like. It's not supposed to make a material difference on your enjoyment of the movie, right? But I do think it's just a fun idea to think, and we, I personally believe I think, this, and I think like Paul Verhoeven, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the writers of this, they all have the same interpretation. The whole movie's a dream. Yeah, Everything from happen. when he goes to recall, all of it is, I mean, they literally say throughout okay. the movie. The movie no. doesn't really have much of a point no, no. if it okay. did yeah. happen. I will say that. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole meaning Wait, of the really? movie is tied up in the idea that okay. it did well, really happen. You're going to have to convince me of that because I'm going to say for sure this all this all did happen. And there's 
a couple of clear reasons. Well, no, I so wish one I is put money down that you're going to have this interpretation. This is what I was well, thinking. No, 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 you I, was, I thought, thought a lot about, about it. I thought Alex a lot about it. Okay, be a no, rigid, this there's really two things. Happened guy. There's two okay. things. There's two okay. things. There's Number two one, things. we see a lot of things that happen that he's not there. That is weird. So those yeah. could not be memories that they implanted. Why couldn't it be memories? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, memory of of seeing a thing that you didn't see. It's an implanted memory. No, like a dream. Have you had to have a memory? No, have but you ever had a dream that you weren't present for, right? You interpret in like intuit things in dreams, right? Things just come to you. I don't so know if I, I agree I think, with that. I, I mean, think it's, if, had, if I'm in a dream and I see something and I'm not part of it, I assume that I am watching it. Yeah. I, uh, Maybe well, also, just, it's, it's it's a movie and they got yeah. to do that. Well, look, here's uh, the other thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. All Point right. number two is that scene with him and his wife at the beginning where he says he's dreaming of Mars. Mm-hmm. Those are not, that is not a couple that's been together for eight years. I fucking guarantee it. So she is clearly a spy and this isn't, that is an implanted dream before that. Everything about their, the way they interacted, that is a couple who's been together between four weeks and a year. There is no way that is an eight year relationship. I can hear it in my mind right now. It's the body language. It really betrays it. There's nothing about it. That is absolutely a fake marriage. Yeah, so this is just like your plain old, it's just an action schlock movie. There's no meaning to this. It's just a fun spy flick for the kids. Every time I rewatch this movie, uh, I always just think about like, I think Michael Ironside is great in everything, especially Love Him and Verhoeven movies. But he has this anger and rage to him that I think can be misplaced, except for in this movie. Because if I had to send my smoking hot wife to <laughs> go and sleep with Arnold Schwarzenegger while yeah. I look like Michael Ironside every day, <laughs> I would be so upset as well. I, I was be- really upset because what happens with her? So okay, so the, for the okay, so uh, Ironside is the is the the lead thug, not the head bad guy, but the yeah. lead of the thugs, mm-hmm. and. So when he, when they're like, hey, surprise, that's not really your wife. She works for me. It's also, for some reason, it is Ironside's actual wife. And he sent her as a mission to go protect or to keep an eye on. If, like, you could have found some other person, right? If you Super. All, yeah, for sure. Also, when he brings her here. back, he's like, hey, sorry, you just went through this huge trauma. And you just got in this fight. And you barely survived. And you were th- several days as a deep undercover as this guy's wife. And the way I will deal with all of that is by sloppy tongue outside the mouth, kissing you in front of everybody right now. Yeah, Dude, I mean, yeah. It's very is that the best he can do? Like, yeah. did they do like several takes of that? And they were like, is this it? This is <laughs> what you got? I, I hate to sound like a creep, but first off, Sharon Stone. A little late. Is so hot in this movie. Uh, I mean, she's always <laughs> been gorgeous, but man. Uh, to quote the guys from the Action Boys podcast, she's a fucking smoke show in this movie. I don't like ev- if, anything about this. If I was Michael Ironside, I'd purposely ruin takes to get to keep making out with her as oh, well. Oh, yeah, you this know is what so I mean? creepy. I hate this whole segment, uh, Anthony. Yeah, this, is, this is gross. Uh, uh, you, I just wanted to make fun of his ability to kiss, okay? Yeah, I didn't he's wanna... never kissed a person before. I, it was so bad. Yeah, the, that's what I think. I think that was Michael Ironside's first kiss, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. I think that we is a strong, a strong canon. I mean, it makes sense why he's angry in movies all the time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know? It just hasn't worked out that well for him. He's uh, not in touch with himself is the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so, but to back to the, is the movie a dream and is he getting lobotomized at the end of it, right? So no, we like, settled it. It's not, it, it is not a dream. It's it not. actually happened. It, the body language between... would not make sense unless she was a spy. Body Wait, language I want to go around though. 
uh, Ez, what do you what do you feel about that decision? Okay, so I want, want to chime in a couple of things. So one, uh, the original one of the original uh, screenwriters, uh, Dan O'Bannon, he did actually think that it like he conclude he wanted it to be um, that yes, it, it was real. Um, yeah. And so that was one oh, of the falling out he had. It makes sense that he would think that he's easily um, of the people that wrote it. He might be the wildest and weirdest. <laughs> yeah. um, well, but, so this is something that I feel about these sorts of situations all the time, which is that I like I you guys like an open to interpretation ending for sure. I like a writer to be a, a fucking have some fucking heart and take a side on their own story instead of making me do the work. So I would prefer this artist to tell me what he thinks is like, I'd like him to know what his work is about. I would say, well, I mean, I guess they did leave it open. How dare they? Those jerks. I just feel like it's not really that open. Like I, I, there are several points where I think the movie tips its hand to such an extent that there's no way it works as something that happened in real life. I think it does not work as something that happens in real life too, but I thought those were movie problems, but I'm open to it. Sorry. As you were, you had a few things though. You were in the middle of something. uh, Well, yeah. So, so the, 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 on the, uh, on the no, this didn't happen side, I guess. Uh, so the one thing the text says uh, before they implant at all, when he goes there, he's like, huh, a blue sky on Mars. What do they think of next? Um, right. Mm-hmm. And then like also like what the like the bad dude with red pill is like what he says is going to happen is literally what happens for the rest of the movie also. Yeah. Where it's yes. like gonna be an unstoppable hero then you're gonna be like think you're friends with uh, the bad guy walls and then, like, breaking you'll, you'll, down which is right. like immediately yeah. what happens like yeah and then yeah. You'll, you'll come across aliens and all this which again another thing i never really thought about uh until this rewatch but this movie uh quaid is the original anti-red pillar uh so <laughs> wow. i really love that i mean i yeah, want to yeah. gift that because this is a scene about taking the red pill yeah and he shoots the guy in the head and spits yeah. on him and yeah. look, even that, I think we should just post that whenever Elon Musk talks about posting taking the red pill from now on. He even know? turns like a whole basically like what is Mars from Earth except just a red pill. He turns that into a blue pill by changing the sky. Oh yeah. yeah. What do they think of next? But but yeah, so the the last thing I was gonna say is that the reason though why I'm gonna go like on, on Alex's side is that the text said like, look, you will this will be indistinguishable from any other memory. Uh, and if you have a memory where you like your wife who's totally alive is dead uh, and where you have like like third person like you know like knowledge you should not have that's yeah. not a really like seamless memory that's like that's you unlike any spot other that. so this is one thing that's really important is that you got Anthony your case you're saying about other intuitive memories from a dream that's the other thing is that we're watching this in real time this is a dream not a memory when you implant the memory, they didn't say we're going to make you go through all of the memory in order and then you'll have it as a memory. This should all be stuff that he can recall but not go through. That this is this is not done as a memory. It's done as well, a dream. The, the the in the theory that this is all a dream, what's happening is not uh, the procedure did not go correctly, and he's having yes. like an. Oh, episode. they had a whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's like a what medical friend, whoopsie. It's not that everything went right, about. and yeah. yeah. That like it, this goes wrong occasionally. Like this, his real life and the mem and the implant uh, blended together, and uh, that's why he basically die gets lobotomized at the end of the movie. If you kind of go into the Paul Verhoeven interpretation of it, but I so has I, so Verhoeven has gone out uh, like on interviews and been like, oh yeah, he's just fucking yeah, Paul, dreaming. Yeah, on the, on Paul the DVD Verhoeven commentary, and he reveals it. Both have that opinion of it. Um, 
But well, I think that's not an opinion. That's the right answer then, if that's what he thinks. Because <laughs> he's well, the director. One of the screenwriters. One of the screenwriters though doesn't think that. So but, but, no, I've talked about this though. The, the screenwriter loses control of the movie to the director. The director is who matters. Well, wow, that's no, very asked, philosophical, Alex. Yeah, again, you've kind of like you sort of miss the 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 point. Isn't that it's definitely one or the other, right? The point is to like think about like what what are like the the implications of this kind of technology, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so this is definitely what I took away from this is, I don't think I'm going to do this. No. <laughs> but we're going to talk um, more about that later. That's going to be our segment four. But I... I I do this. Well, also, it's probably expensive. 1,200 credits? Yeah. That sounds like a lot. I don't, I don't know, know what it's, it's worth, but I assume it's He's a lot. He's talking himself out of something that he yeah. can't even do. We're going to come back to it, though. We're going to talk okay. about that but later. Future, right. you know, future inflation, things are different. But... To me, I, I like the big part was like that. This is just icing on the cake. Is like this kind of fun debating whether or not yeah. happened or stuff. To it me, the real beauty of this movie is that uh, this film is the high watermark from uh, practical effects before CG changed everything. Yeah. So everything in this movie is practical, shot in camera using miniatures or like matte paintings or rear projection. And it looks phenomenal. I mean, yeah, some of the soft animation cool. uh, in terms of like the really wild images of him like pulling stuff out of his nose or like yeah, the crazy lady. Uh, Dude, who, the crazy lady. And, okay. In customs, uh, which I love one. They had to find an actress who looks like she could fit Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger like, inside yeah, of yeah. her. Which, all, <laughs> which is very strange little bit of technology. So at one point he's trying to sneak across the border into Mars. And so there's... A woman who looks like she could be Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is a hell of a casting job. Yeah, yeah. she rules. She's so funny. That's like two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. That's another two dream. Weeks. But part. for some reason, yeah. that robot only has one phrase it can say, which is uh, "How are Unless you on Mars?" Two weeks. Right about. Are you bring any vegetables? Two well, weeks, I, well, and then well, she explodes. The- the two weeks part is because that's how they long long they said the memory was supposed to last, and I think oh, I, I, didn't I think catch that, that clue. Is- oh, good clue. Yeah, I think that's the best clue, actually, to be honest, because it's so weird that I think what you're being shown there is that that's the point where it's gone off the rails and he is like <laughs> having an episode. And that's why that scene is so strange, I think. But if you're so wait, wait, wait. OK, wait. So if we go with that interpretation, sorry to go backwards a second. Yeah, if, yeah. We, if that's the interpretation that's real, then. He really is just a jackhammerer. Yeah, in real life. Married yeah. to Sharon hammers. Stone. Yeah, a hammerjack. Yeah. I mean, what look life? At- what what kind of sense would it make? His like his job was insane and his marriage was insane. Well, no, Alex, think back to this construction scene when he's sitting there with a jackhammer, surrounded by people who are obviously his peers and live the same exact type of lifestyle he has. Like, is that how construction uh, works? Do they all just yeah. sit there and jackhammer? And yeah, that's just, all. Well, like, what else was supposed to be going on? There? Well, and it, they really is, had a real, actual big jackhammer behind it doing the same job. It was crazy. Well, and also, they talked over the jackhammer. Yeah. Which you can't do. <laughs> It's very funny I, that that's the um, thing. So if that's real, I just I think it should be that is also part of the dream because then I can forgive well, a lot of crazy things about his real but life. The thing, the the thing is, in his real life, regardless of how it might appear to us, in his real life, he's obsessed with his dreams. He's obsessed with going to Mars. He doesn't like his life. Like regardless of where what did we he may meet see. Sharon Stone, what do they have in common? Eight years together. <laughs> 
And he just spent I mean, 1,200 credits well, I don't, then on I mean, this memory thing without even discussing it dude, with her. So that memory definitely is not going to last nine bro, years. Bro, bro, bro. If your observation is that their relationship is not going well, that's that, exactly. That's like yeah. part of it. Is he's and not I happy mean, with his relationship. I think No, it's not that it's not going at, well. It makes no sense. They shouldn't, like, they couldn't. It, the combination of their physical affection and their lack of communication is not an eight years thing. I yeah, just don't like, buy it. Bro. You're just not together. If if that's how it's going after eight years, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but things things can get weird for folks, you know. Like, yeah. just also, I think that you you don't have to look any further than Schwarzenegger's real life to be like uh, this guy, Ooh, is incredibly successful, uh, married to a Kennedy, but still is you know acting Sleep out on servants. the sides, right? Yeah. You know, like it's I, you can have you know just, Sharon Stone at home I and just, still have this. And his things, body but, doesn't make sense yeah. for someone who jackhammers no. all day. Like, no, well, I mean, that's, makes, well, that's he can, let's be thing. real. Let's, yeah. let's be real. You shouldn't be able to cast Arnold in anything. Like, it just <laughs> yeah. shouldn't even. Every casting yeah. director well, should so be like, no one will believe that you exist well, even in real life. So you can't well, I mean, play anybody. The thing he should ever be in is Terminator's. In, in yeah, he should be like monster. He should have just, he should have been like Bella Lugosi. Like, he just plays weird monsters, like stuff on him. He could be a Bond villain. I'd believe that. Yeah, the sa- you can say the same exact thing though about like The Rock in modern days, right? There's like, no, he's so- a real guy. You can, you can he's, understand he's the funny. words The Rock says. Yeah, yeah, but it, but there's no way like every movie The Rock is in, in every scene, someone should be like, holy fuck, that guy's here. <laughs> right? That's it should true. just That's constantly true. be people looking at him like, seriously, if fuck? you, yeah, Where if you, you ever buy your shirts, someone, if you, you know, like, if you ever go anywhere with someone who's six two and up. You know that yeah. every time, no matter where they go, someone is like, "Wow, you're real tall." Definitely, yeah. everywhere the Rock goes, someone would be like, "Holy shit, uh, yeah, look like at that guy." This, you can say the same thing about Schwarzenegger in this. I, um, well, and I and I will also the same thing about the yeah. Rock. With the so the only movies the Rock should be in then are mm. movies where he's like, like a uh, uh, the uh, like Jumanji. That makes perfect sense. He's an avatar. Right. He's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's Great not work. real person. Yeah, yeah. but you I can't mean, just play like some dude. Well, to, you know what, though? I'm kind of coming back around to it because, like, yeah. it's a science fiction movie and he's a construction worker in a science fiction movie. I feel like I can buy that, actually. If he had been, like, a lawyer, I would have been well, like, what? the guy yeah, who's I mean, his peer is 30 years older, is bald, is pudgy. Yeah, guys, Like, wow, he has the same jackhammer work. Can we go just, back like, to talking right about it. the governors? It's more interesting than this <laughs> bit about... Schwarzenegger looking weird. I mean, Man. look, it's it's like he, he also mows down. Like, where does this conversation stop? Right? He, it's like all action heroes are like, what's more realistic? Right? Uh, this huge bodybuilder doing action stuff, or Tom Cruise, who's five foot one and ninety pounds, uh, doing a crazy stunt work? Right? It's all movies are, are crazy. It's or like it's us. Like, why about. can't yeah. we be? The action yeah. dudes. Okay. So in the I think movie. we can agree I, then that some movies are badly cast. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, of course. But I just think wait. No, like, I think no, 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 no. Now I'm not with it anymore. I think he's perfect <laughs> in this movie. He's yeah. freaking perfect. Yeah. He is perfect, perfect in this movie. He's I don't think so. Great in this movie. Um, yeah, I love well, it. Only if it's but, not a dream. Yeah, yeah. there's so much <laughs> stuff in this movie um, that's interesting to talk about. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's well, get into some of those. Yeah. Can we talk about just real quick? I want you to imagine the alternate versions that exist in the universes of who else was considered for this role. Oh, yes. Please, please, please. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Matthew Broderick, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Mark Harmon, Tom Selleck, and Christopher Reeve. What? 
Tom Selleck. <laughs> I mean, Tom Selleck makes the most sense in terms of like it's hard to remember now, but Tom Selleck was like the original Indiana Jones. Like yeah. he was a big action star at this at this point. Um, Ooh, it's okay, good to pull so a picture of Swayze, him. I could enjoy that. But yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, uh, Wait, off Mr. Jaws, I guess. Mr. Yeah. Holland's yeah. Opus could have been doing the same running around on Mars, yeah. just just sociopathically mowing yeah. people down on an <laughs> escalator. The Ferris the, Bueller one is fun too. The only person yeah, Richard Bueller Dreyfus this? that would have been okay. So when you say considered, you mean like what if like a bunch of people were high and they were like, oh, you know, who'd be <laughs> funny in this movie, and then they considered Richard mm. Dreyfus. Well, it the only person Richard Dreyfus should have played in this movie. Is you know that guy he grabs on the escalator and uses as a human shield for like <laughs> oh way my too God, long? I forgot about that part. Dude, I think I mean, Richard Dreyfus could be the voice of the baby in the stomach. Yeah, Guado. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he could have just been Guado. Just isn't had Guado, him. There. Isn't that an episode one character? Is his name Guado in this movie? No, it, that's oh, Guado. Guado. Guado is in this movie. Guado yeah. is in. Uh, yeah, I think it's Guado. That's Guado. Guado, the junk it's, shop guy. Yeah, yeah, it's Guado. Yeah. Um. My apologies, sure. nerds. You know who else is in this movie? Hank okay. from Breaking Bad. He's really good in this. Yeah, bro. He's the guy with the giant vagina on his head. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I okay. Like him okay. A lot. okay. Okay. So um, let's talk about this as a movie. So oh. I, this is my first time seeing this movie. And I know I didn't see it right, Anthony. I don't. Which one bothers you more? Me seeing the clean version of the last movie of RoboCop, or watching this one on a plane? Which one is I more mean, upsetting I, to I, the filmmakers? I think literally, not seeing the movie they made is the one that's more offensive. Okay, good. Um, good. I just I saw mean, it, but I, it was very small, and I had to cover up some of the blood because there was a real little kid yeah. sitting next to me who was super I mean, nice, except that he I kicked me a lot. I do think that this is a movie that it, it's so visually impressive in terms of like the set design and the. Um, Sort of those long static, especially the map painting and the miniature work. It's just yeah. fucking phenomenal that like so being able love, to see this on the biggest screen and really appreciate that is great. Yeah, but but I couldn't. At least this is the only still way. Still saw the movie, you know. Okay, so I liked I like the look of it a lot. Uh, I I thought Arnold was fine. Um, as, like as far as a role that's not Terminator, this is close enough. Is almost in his ability. Um, generally, I would say pretty fond of this movie. Um, I like the concept that's at the heart of it. It's a fun discussion. Um, a lot of great one-liners. Yeah, some great uh, one-liners. Yeah, a bunch of fun, small other characters. I really like the design of the future, and I have a lot of thoughts on the design of the future if you want to talk about it, but I like the way the cars looked. I loved the um, just the, a lot of the futuristic technology is fun. Um, the way it, I like, would say maybe, maybe 18% more violent than it needs to be. And I would say possibly 5% too many ideas and 9% too much broken glass. That's my take on this. Well, I love this math. This yeah, is I mean, good. well, I, I get the broken glass thing because it feels like if you're if you're letting people go to Mo's, you should have thicker glass on the side. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, the glass should be glass. thick, bro. Dude, yeah. seriously. And there's it's just so many times where you're like, you broke that window. Well, you didn't have to break that window. Like they're in a there's a car chase where the bad guy, instead of rolling down the window, just breaks the side window. windows that rolled. I, I, my yeah. other thinking was so they have everyone has guns and everything is like not bulletproof, very like bullet, bullet full, bullet felt faulty glass. Um yeah. I feel like they should have just had more archers. You know? <laughs> More like 
Like all of our what? cops, this is, you know, they're all Hawkeye, and that's fine. Like that just pings right. off the glass. But it, on, you see, Mars security detail works entirely on bow and arrow. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. I'm into that. I think that's but, fine. That probably wouldn't go through a window. I don't know a lot about yeah. that, but yeah, yeah. There's no like, boy, not a lot of safe design on Mars. OSHA has yeah. not gotten to Mars but, yet. That elevator but, where you can just hold your arms and get them cut off. <laughs> Isn't that kind of the point, though, as well, right? This idea of, like, these major companies, of course, they're going to be penny-pinching and doing, like, the fact that there's a whole class of people um, who are literally suffering and becoming mutants from the, the living on Mose, while, like, Earth is, you know, the way Earth is portrayed and Mose is portrayed, there's, like, definitely something he's trying to say. And oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I just barely the, successfully. there's just... Some um, bullet, some a lot of broken glass that I yeah. didn't need, and I do feel like there's just maybe like six twists more than there needed to be. There were so many double crosses and reveals and twists and retwists and re retwists, and then at the a, end to be like, did any of this twist, happen? Though, like, so like, yeah. I mean that that's that's that is that is totally what this is. It's like, hey man, get, get strap yourself in. It's gonna be a twisty <laughs> one, and that's yeah. that's just that's just what. What you're getting. Can you can't you my more favorite, than I needed. I thought maybe more than I was strictly required. My, my favorite twist in the movie is when he tells the robotic Johnny Cab uh, he's not going to pay and calls him a dickhead. Yeah. And then the cab tries to run him over out of spite. Yeah, yeah that's um, a good twist. That that's a great petty. twist. I did not expect that was this, this, cab driver, for sure. this robot cab driver to well, be petty as No, hell. to be fair, though, Arnold does get like, he gets pretty mad and he uh, twists him. That's a twist. Yeah, and he yeah, twists him he off of his thing. That's and, right, true. And apparently and his like, yeah, that was actually a crucial wire junction for his computers and stuff. It wasn't just like a... The, no, I hope like, we... I hope we get Johnny Cabs in the well, future. Like, you know who Johnny Cab driving cars have little robot like Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese animatronics. And then a that little handle, like a joystick, in case they break, that yeah. you can control them. Yeah. Yeah. No pedals, just like the it. joystick. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy that. Um, Fun trivia, guys. Do you know who the Johnny Cab was? No. It was uh, uh, Robert Elon Picardo, Musk. who's the doctor on Voyager. Oh, my God. I love Robert Picardo. Oh, yeah. wow. That's three Star Trek actors yeah, we have. In this. We got Captain Jellico. And we got the guy that plays the elephant, uh, the alien, the elephant, the alien from uh, Peak Performance. You know, well, he you plays have... that like weird game with Data with the finger things. Yeah, there's <laughs> also Gal Dukat is in this as what? well. I've never I seen that. Think of. Gal, yeah, Gal Dukat is the uh, head of security forces who yells at him when uh, they first get to Mars. Man, um, yeah, a so Star a lot Trek of Star F. Trek people yeah. in this uh, sci-fi movie, which is very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, just apparently this originally had an X rating for how much violence it was, and then they, oh, would, yeah. they had to pull it back to R. So I thought there was just more shooting than was strictly necessary. But this is my Verhoeven month, so tell me why does Verhoeven want people dead so badly? I mean, I think that his films, are, especially his sort of satirical American films, are sort of satire, uh, satires about violence in American films, right? Like, there's uh. a reason why they're so over the top right again like this this character i've been doing of like you know you disgusting pigs you want this like that is very much his opinion of american film going audiences right like you're stupid animals you just want to see blood and ladies with three tits so that's what i'm going to give you right and i'm going to like do something smarter underneath it but like i think he's like trying to hide um sort of the the you know the medicine with 
that's just over the top silliness. Um, mm. But also, I think like Verhoeven, one of the reasons I really love him, something I talk about a lot in this podcast is he makes movies for adults, right? Like I think that's a big part of it as well. Is he's he's not trying to do Mickey Mouse kids bullshit, right? And that's something that <laughs> all movies are today. Uh-huh. And he is like literally making movies like this is for grown ass people who want to like watch adult fucking entertainment. I'm into and that. I think that like that is a big part of what he is trying to get at. And especially with with Robocop and with this and with Starship Troopers, the the sort of disposable people that the sort of the rich ruling class look down on. Like the fact that like the guy with the human shield, right? This this poor yeah. bastard who's just on an escalator who doesn't yeah. just get killed. He gets so novelty killed. He yeah. gets killed that he automatic he gets killed so hard. That when he gets reincarnated, he's immediately dead, right? That's how much he got shot to death, right? It's yeah. just like, it's so over the top. And it's like, that is just the person. And he wants you to sort of think about these things and be making these connections. And also, it looks fucking cool as hell. Squibs yeah, are awesome. Yeah. Great squib work in all of his movies. A lot of, yeah, the squib, um, yeah, squibman, uh, squibman yeah, did a lot of good work here. Yeah. And I think like the stuff about like, you know, uh, the bad taxi driver who's a, you know, a collaborator, even though he is like, there are things he's trying to accomplish and trying to say about like the way these structures and the way this ruling class would literally rather suffocate everybody than give air to anyone. Right. Right. Like, like there's, there's this, these things he's trying to get at. And I think there's a true, like I say, disdain and dislike for American culture that comes through in his movies, uh, which is so funny. It's such an American thing that it's like, this guy is literally making fun of us, calling us pigs. And we're like, this is great shit. You see yeah. that shit with three tits? This movie fucking rules. Um, yeah. it's like, way, like um, sneaky... rip, rip three breast woman gunned down in her prime. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they were very proud of that effect because she's in the movie a lot, actually. I yeah. think she gets. I actually yes. think. Uh, and that, they was, show her that was one of the three times, times I, had, I think. I had to keep. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Um, so nine total. Uh, that was one of the ones I had to keep, like, minimizing yeah. it so the kid next to me didn't learn the wrong I mean, that, anatomy, I guess. That scene, uh, when everything goes really bad in the club and the giant shootout happens, is such a great uh, fuck around and find out scene. <laughs> Michael Ironside walks in so hot thinking he can do anything and he fucked around and the next thing you know he's a little out. person with a machine gun standing on the bow just mowing down fuckers boy um, a lot of violence more than i needed yeah i i love it i think it's refreshing especially you know like when you watch modern action movies and i do think that there is something about like you know there's, there's been a lot of talk for a long time about especially like the American rating system and the, you know, you can't show any sex, uh, but you can have as much violence as right. you want. Right. And I think he is purposely trying to push that a little bit, but especially when you compare this now to like, again, I like the Marvel movies, but people die and really violent things happen in those movies, but they don't seem violent. They seem like violence is fun and cool. And like, Oh, you can shoot someone and no blood comes out. They just fall over dead, right? It's just like this complete sanitizing of violence and what violence actually looks like. And I think that movies like this that show you like, yeah, it's stylized and over the top, but like it's it's hard to look at because violence should be hard to look at. Like there's so, something 
wrong okay. with us that we don't do that, you know? So I think that's okay. So, so let's let's give him full benefit of the doubt about the things he's saying about America and violence and capitalism and a bunch of other things. He also does not like putting women in his movies. Yeah. Like Sharon Stone is here. She is an object. She is like literally right. well, like given to someone else to sleep with. Three breasted woman. And then you, it's pretty much it after well, that. I, and then you have Melina. I feel like we'll also. Yeah. And Melina, who these, he like picks out from a cattle, a sex catalog. Like these are not a good sample of. I mean, if you look at, you know, his, especially his most recent movies, uh, the movies he's doing in Europe right now, uh, Showgirls, Basic Instinct. Uh, well, Showgirls has women in it. That's true. But I mean, they're he, part of the he, show. He certainly has, like, I think that, like, these movies, uh, the 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 two what we have done, not necessarily. I mean, even though you could say RoboCop has probably, I mean, we didn't talk about this last week, but RoboCop has one of the best female characters in any action movie ever. True. Uh, like she's not a sex object. She's not there to like. You can see a different director having her fall in love with this freaky little stretch face robot uh like the fact that he didn't do that that like she's like a main i mean we character. all did yeah she is like the main hero of that movie really at the end of the day so i do i don't think it's necessarily yeah. fair to say that about all of his movies especially because like i said robocop is one of the best female leads in action history this on the other hand you know has an okay female lead and like the Sharon Stone fight that they have is like pretty cool, but also I don't know. It's supposed to feel like a a masculine man's dream, right? Like there's something that you could say that's like baked into the subject matter and the themes of the movie. It, but it's so tricky though. Sometimes I guess when you have like this is a commentary on that versus like just this is literally that as well. It's like yeah, right. it's, 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 it's like just, with the, it's the satire problem. Yeah, of, yeah. which it, it is the thing that it is making fun of as well. Yeah, that we come back to this a bunch on the show, which is that satire is impossible, and you should all stop trying. No, don't say that. <laughs> I will say though, I, no, but I hate but that. I I do I think prefer. I mean, like I I think we did just kind of. Alex is bringing up a good point, and it is something that is in the movie and kind of goes unexamined. Um, but I will say overall, I do miss this style of sneaky political movie. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and I like I that. I like a sneaky political movie. Yeah, and I feel like we don't get enough of those. I feel like everything is a little kind of like figured out beforehand. The studio is sure that they're, you know, that they've no, that, I mean, that that this is going to uh, portray the correct message for them. Um, and I think some of these movies, you know, I don't know if this one I would quantify as that, but something like They Live. Like, I feel like there are these movies that got made where studios just had no idea what they were really about. Yeah. And they were able to get them financed and get them made. And then at the end, you look at them, you're like, what is this movie about? Oh, my God, this movie is like very like anti-capitalism and anti like the structure that we live our lives in. Well, it's that's what's so funny about like, like I mean, I think the newest uh, Su James Gunn Suicide Squad has some really pointed stuff about American um colonialism and the way we our relationship with south american countries uh it's very very pointed i was very surprised by it but you look at something like we were talking about black widow earlier i don't know if any of you have seen that no, but this God, is a movie no, that not. deals i've seen it uh, it deals heavily with like female human trafficking um violence against women all this really really heavy stuff 
and it deals with it with kid gloves and it's completely fun and silly at the end, right? It, yeah. They're literally playing with this insane iconography and this in- incredibly traumatizing experiences and they just, oh, at the end, it's all fine. The one bad guy is dead. Yay, yay, girl bosses forever, right? Yeah. And it's like, that is to me what you see so so much more often and it's just like you that's the stuff that really annoys me is the films that think that they're saying something interesting but they're really just irresponsible children you know playing with things they don't understand um I think but that's, yeah, I mean, that's a good place to leave this we have we have time yeah. for one last thought and then we're going to do a quick argument so final round round the horn um i'll say my stupid thing first um which is Minor pet peeve. I don't like when a major plot point is someone happens to see an ad starting at the beginning and can hear the audio. That's never how I've taken in ads. I've never been like, wow, that'll change everything. I just saw this ad right now. That's a little <laughs> bit of a lazy plot point, if you ask me. But it's made up for in the by the fact that they have automatic blinds. And I think in the future, all blinds should be automatic. I really like them. <laughs> Those are my stupid things. It's like in Twin Peaks, quiet uh, runners, right? Silent runners. That's what you want. Silent run. Oh yeah, she was wearing yeah. the curtains. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally, totally. Dead. All right, uh, <laughs> Ez, final thoughts. Um, so as my as the tracker of wet month, I say this was thank you was was plenty wet. Um, I liked that was everything it? got wetter at the end uh, with did. the reactor. Uh, I liked that Quado was generally fairly glistening, mm-hmm. um, and all the squibs. <laughs> so uh, this is a pretty oh wet yeah, it was blood movie. wet. Yeah, gross. Yeah. That's not what wet month's about, but I appreciate well, that. Any wet in a storm, uh, Hunter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like this movie. Uh, I saw this movie when I was a kid and I thought it was so dumb and I kind of hated it. Actually, I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really pleasantly surprised to watch it. And I think, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. Like it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but like, I I don't know, just like the message of like your, you know, I kind of feel like this movie is about how entertainment and like content or whatever that you consume, uh, you can just kind of live your life in that and sort of have like a like a schizophrenic break with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, think it that's goes a real back to thing the Rick that, and Morty thing we were talking yeah, about earlier, right? right? right. You know? Wait, was this, I thought it was it was just um, annoying people on Reddit. You think it's a schizophrenic break? No, no, but the, these people are living their lives like so involved in um, the entertainment that they're consuming that right. it is like a real thing that exists in their minds. And they're responding to it in a way that uh, isn't totally unlike that. I mean, that's essentially the exaggeration of this movie, I feel like, is that. Yeah, he he wants point. to escape his regular life. He gives you know some people some money to entertain him, and it takes over his life. That's my interpretation, essentially, of this movie. Yeah. Um, Anthony, last thought. Um, uh, you know, I think this is a movie I also saw when I was really young. And it's one of those films that is, it's so filled with images that are burned into my skull. Uh, you know, the, him pulling the tracker out of his nose, Quado, the three breasted woman, uh, all the weird stuff at the end. It is, it's a film that has such powerful imagery that it's just, it's humorous and funny and, uh, also like incredibly striking. But the thing that always, every time I watch this movie, I think, uh, the main reason why I think this is a dream is why would these motions build this giant machine that only needs to have one person press a button and then they just peace out? What kind of sick fucks do that? Not even <laughs> a confirmation dialogue. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> you just press this, the button and the whole planet changes well, forever. If you build it, why didn't they turn it on? Why would they build it and then be like, "Oh, we'll get to it later," and then just leave? Like it doesn't. What? I think maybe they were doing like an environmental impact statement, and the answer is you can't just change the atmosphere today and expect things to be fine. Also, the core is ice. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, not in with these Martians. I don't agree with what these Martians were up to. But I do I like that they put have... their second and third fingers together to make their symbol for their buttons. Well, that's kind of fun. I thought they just had four fingers like cartoon characters. Oh, and just it happened. That's how Arnold had to do it to match it? Yeah. Okay. Um... Great. That seems like a good place. We have one thing we really got to talk about. I've set it up before, so now we're going to have the argument. Guys, great news. I just got a coupon for this new business called Total Recall Place, and they will embed a vacation memory. It's easier than going to Hawaii. You don't have to worry about bags. You don't have to worry about planes. It's cheaper, too. Do you guys, if it's really, like it's a Groupon, so it's real cheap. Do you guys <laughs> get an embedded vacation memory? Pros and cons of that. Um, I'll come up strong for can... yes. Yeah, that's strong yes. Because it's a good deal. I mean, it, it's, it, <laughs> I, when you said it's a good Groupon, deal you on Groupon, I don't actually care the rest of the sentence. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, the also, you be... as on your side, you say like when you take your kids on a vacation, you say what you're trying to make memories, right? So if you could yes, just implant way a easier. Disneyland just make memory. the memories first, yeah. yeah. Um, Go ahead, Anthony. I mean, it, the name of the original Philip K. Dick story is uh, "We Can Remember It for You Wholesale," mm-hmm. and I think anytime you can get something for wholesale, just because yeah, it's so much cheaper than just the, so long you know, as it's wholesale but... price, but not wholesale quantities, because I don't need like yes. a Costco size memory. I mean, oh. I wouldn't mind a Costco size memory. <laughs> um, yourself, man. Um, I guess like my, my my first instinct about this, like as like a business, is like, how much time do you spend sitting around remembering vacations? Like, are you going to get your money's worth from remembering this? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have a bad memory. So how does that work? Yeah. Like, well, right. Also, yeah, wouldn't it be if all of my memories are real crappy except the one I paid for? And it was just like super <laughs> vivid of the time I was on Mars. Yeah, like, it. wait, did, like, didn't you go to Hawaii? Damn it. I don't know. I yeah, kind of lost some of it. <laughs> Only did Mars. I don't remember how my wife and I met, but I really remember this Mars trip. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that they did not use, but totally should have, is like you just implant memories or anything. So just give me like six weeks or so of me like doing an intensive study of Danish and like I'll be able to speak Danish. Right. Yeah, like, I oh, mean, this is a great question. Can you just give me like if you can upload languages? Boom. That I will pay for. Yeah, Duolingo presents recall. Mm. <laughs> now, but that's not. That's now we're taking this technology and we're having it have a smart application. Okay. Now we're no, 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 no. This is specifically they don't do that, Ezra. It they only just makes vacay vacation okay? memories, yeah. and you get like two choices per one. Like you, you like blonde, blonde, brunette, redhead. That's as many choices you get. Aliens, no aliens. You don't get a lot of options. I. You know what? I'd just be happy. You can just overwrite some of my old memories of vacations with just like, you didn't get screwed as much as you thought at that tourist trap. I'd be happy with oh, that. Wait a second, though. That does that actually gives me a different, which is that the bad family vacations 
are like better memories in some ways than good family vacations. The things that you as adults sit around and talk about, you're like, oh man, remember that tourist trap and how bad that was? There's something about it that's like a, I don't know, trauma bonded for a family that you're like, oh, remember? Yeah, trauma bonds. Yeah, remember when we were 12 hours on that ship and couldn't pee or whatever? Like it's like, that's part of the excitement. Good, bad, bad memories are important. I mean, I I feel mm. like I I would hate to be like on an airplane and like have someone being like, oh, dude. And then I did this and just recite something I also paid for. Oh, right. Because uh, like, they would I all be mostly would... the same memories. So like a bunch yeah. of you would be like, you'd have the cookie cutter Hawaii trip. <laughs> yeah, like that would be weird if they could like. You know, I would want them to be a little bit more personalized than just like we all saw the same movie in our brains. Um, well, and so that's all. OK, so this is why I was saying earlier about the difference between a dream and a memory, which is in the, if it really is just a memory vacation memory sales, you don't actually go through the experience of it. You just when you're sitting around, you're like, oh, yeah. Remember when we saw that waterfall? I think it is supposed to be like you perceive it like it happened in real time, but it actually only takes two hours or whatever. That okay, you so if you're chip. just plugging me into a dream machine, that's different. Now we're like, yeah. okay, now we're cooking. I'm going to go through a lot more stuff that way than if it was just a vacation dream. But I mean, memory. I I have like, you know, look, I, I, have a, I don't have a lot of rules in life, but like if a guy with a jackhammer tells me it's sketchy, I don't do it, right? It's just one of my rules. Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I, have some, I only have a rule. few rules, but um, uh, that's not on mine. Mine are too short of a list. But like, jo- don't join the mob. That's the top of mine. Don't. Well. Yeah, don't join the mob. Yeah, every time there's a movie really? where someone joins the mob, it turns out bad. Yeah, but huh. your name is Alex Falcone. I know. I know like, so it would be easy for me to get in. Yeah, I, think, I mean that's I true. They just go off names. If they're checking right. IDs, yeah, at the door, they would probably give it to me. But no, family rule. My, my wife. What and if I have it agreed, was a group on the mob? Yeah. What if it's a group on join the mob? Good deal. I don't, I'm not as, I'm I'm not, I'm not as, I always assume if it's a good deal that I am still getting screwed. Like, if you tell me something is like, oh, you can sell it to me for half price. I'm like, well, then you're still making a profit at half price. Now I'm mad at you for trying to get more normally. Mm. <laughs> it's I, like, um, what about joining a flash mob? Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Definitely that wouldn't join a flash mob. No, absolutely how, not. How, how does this? that get grandfathered in? Or like, I don't no, know, because you, know, you can't join a flash mob because it's not 2006. No, Time they travel. still do flash mobs. Then, flash I know they cool. should stop. No, there's flash right. mobs are still pretty cool. Did you hear uh, about the one where they did really? like a time loop at a McDonald's? You hear about that one? Yeah, cool. I saw that. That's fine. You um, saw it. That well, no it was one like a video. Yeah, they were like, uh, is it like, yeah, we did this oh, time wait. loop. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go it's watch like an improv video. everywhere thing. It's fine. Oh, it sounds really good. It's fine. <laughs> but you know you what? You know what I would do? I would do the re- total recall machine, but I would have it be a flash mob. Ooh. remembering the time you were at a flash mob well i would be like do you have any flash mobs that you can put in there you know in my I, brain i would actually i like the idea of maybe weaponizing this a little bit so you totally recall other people where it's like alex like flash mobs suck and i was like that's it i'm gonna get all the memories of flash mobs and then you'll think that you were in like the flash mob like fanatic for the last 15 years that's good yeah right? and I mean, it would would help people like empathize too. I think it could be like a therapy device where it's like, you know, now you can remember. I you am can, the like, flash oh, mob. You can be other people. That's what it would be for was to allow you to really remember stuff, fake stuff, but as another person. Oh, so, so then, this is an empathy business now. Dude. I yeah. Mean, it's so this, totally is, yeah, this is why business. it's such a good deal as is because their real money is doing corporate empathy training. Oh, yeah. Yes. You guys, you, you're like, you're getting into one of like 
my of all the big sort of cyberpunk um technological sort of scary ideas there's a scene in uh ghost in the shell when this guy finds out that his entire life has been implanted uh mm-hmm. he doesn't remember who he is anymore uh and all of his memories are fake everything his wife his family his kids none of that's real um and that to me is like one of the scariest, uh, most horrifying notions. So the idea of like they can implant memories without you knowing it uh, is like one of the most fucked up, scary ideas yeah, I think yeah. I could imagine. So the fact that this technology would exist and like maybe somebody drugged me and took me to a place and implanted a bunch of memories that never actually happened into my brain. Uh, yeah. really upsets me and i, Dude, I don't, don't like hey, it no hey, one is no one hey, is hold this up is... no hey everybody just and i'm talking to the listeners too all your memories might be fake okay no. think oh. about it no Look, hey, okay. there's hey, no way you, you know this technology doesn't already exist and uh, you just got turned on this like is it fine. just happened i know this is fine i the thing anthony yours is not believable that story you just came up with where someone gave you free drugs and paid 1200 credits for your memory faking no one cares that much about what you believe and what you remember no it's too expensive they want to lose me use me for some kind of patsy you know patsies they don't need patsies all bad guys don't get in trouble in the real world already you don't need patsies you know who says that People who are always on the lookout for patsies. That's, That's what I true. think, Alex. That's true. Always hiring patsies. All right. We have can to use, wrap. No, I have a thought. question. Yes. I, can I last use question. the Total Recall machine to, like, remember myself as, like, Tweety Bird? Like, is that an option? Can I be oh. a cartoon character? Okay. Well, like, we just got a whole wait, new level wait, of fetish wait, from you that we have to Hunter, do, explore. You yeah. don't know that you aren't actually Tweety Bird and you just had an implanted memory of being a human. Oh my right. God! What if you I was Tweety Bird? This. this is better. Oh my God! Yeah. So I'm Tweety Bird. You're just now like, I'm I need to forget that I was ever in the new Space Jam movie. What can I do? <laughs> oh my God! So I'm like two weeks old. That makes that makes yeah. so much sense. Oh yeah, uh, but but traumatically, it was been a t- terrible two weeks. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the most likely situation, and that is where we're going to have to end it for the day. Thank you so much for listening to Re and Weep, everybody. We really appreciate you hanging out with us yet again. Next week, we're wrapping up Verhoeven Month with uh, Starship Troopers. That's our part three. Um, we can't do Showgirls because we already did it. So that's actually a bonus early. That was a that was a fake memory of a Verhoeven episode that we've already done. So you can implant that into your brain by going back and digging that up. But next week, we're going to do Starship Troopers. It's also extremely violent and has a bunch of nudity and is secretly saying something about tyranny. So we're going to watch that. <laughs> I'm very excited. I don't think it's very secret. I think uh, that it's, movie... It's hardly secret. Of, they could, of they all of his movies... Over the head with it. Yeah, of all of his movies, that is maybe the loudest in terms of what it's trying to say. The only message I took away from Starship Troopers as a kid was when you kill a bug, don't don't stand near them because as they die, they love to throw a spiny leg right through your shoulder. They just, on the way out, they go, ah, they just love it. So you just stand further back. That's my, my, my takeaway was I didn't want to get older because I didn't like the idea of group showers. Oh my yeah. God. There's group showers. That is terrifying. There's only group showers in the future. Oh, it's I hate it. Okay. Yeah, well, it's anyway, like gym this, all the time. Maybe this, maybe Verhoeven's picturing futures that are not actually utopian. Well, I can't wait yeah. to talk about the group shower scene because it's a pretty funny story about that. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, um, what's, the, what would be the most offensive way for me to watch this one, Anthony? 
So I've done the clean version. I watched one on a plane. How, should I watch this at 2x speed? No, I think you should just read the book. Just really, <laughs> you know, dive in that I way. I have read That's actually book. a really funny answer to that it question. You should answer, just though. read the book. That's the worst Hilarious. way to watch it. That's it would be the worst true. way to observe Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. All yeah. right. If you have any thoughts for us about this or anything else we've talked about, uh, the podcast at readdeshweep.com. And I'm also open. We've been talking about doing some other. I've been enjoying this rock block of a director. So if anybody has a director you'd like to see us rock block, we're going to do more of those coming up. So send us an email or you can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you to all of our meat buddies who make me keep watching movies. And thank you, as always, to Anthony. Yep, great to be here. Great talking to you. Hunter, good to see ah. And uh, <laughs> excellent. Next week, I can't wait to see you do impressions of whoever's in that movie. And uh, Ezra, thanks for hanging out. It's a pleasure. All right, I hope you have time to go get your cornflakes. We'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>